0: Hey folks, it's Pastor Jennifer from, from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. Um, if you would like more information about the church, you can visit briancommunitychurch.org. Uh, on Sundays, I always give a message, but we are not able to live stream yet. Uh, it's just par for the course as a new church plant. And so what I'd like to do is um, record later after after Sunday Um, what I have shared with the congregation. And so that is what I'm doing with you today. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And I'd love to get to know you better. If you have any questions about the church or if you have any special prayer requests, don't hesitate to reach out uh, to me online. You can email info at briancommunitychurch.org. So today we're in the midst of a sermon series entitled Voices for Lent. Uh, we are looking at a number of folks who Jesus had encountered throughout his ministry. We've taken a look at Peter as well as the woman at the well. And today we are going to read through um, Luke's account of the sinful woman from Luke chapter 7. And so what I'd really like you to do is if you have your Bibles or you can just visit um, <clears throat> excuse me any Bible app uh, or website online. Oh. And you can follow along with me Uh, i'd like to read this to you luke chapter 7 verses 36 through 50. we are told when one of the pharisees invited jesus to have dinner with him he went to the pharisee's house and reclined at the table a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that jesus was eating at the pharisee's house so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people, they owe money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied to Jesus, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say amongst themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now you can imagine what must have been like um, as Jesus was invited to this dinner party. Um, however, this random woman is there and nobody, um, nobody had invited her. It must have been strange. And if you've ever been part of any kind of social gathering in which somebody uh, just decided to, to join you and sit down but you didn't know who they were or where they were from, it might be a little awkward. I remember uh, at a social gathering with friends and family members when this lady did, she walked in the room, nobody had invited her. She was actually the ex-wife of one of our friends. And it was a little awkward, I'm not gonna lie. And you better believe that there were sly glances and murmurings, right or wrong, it just happened. And so we can place ourselves in this text and only imagine that some of this took place. Now. Uh, I will say this, that uh, you can find a similar story in all of the other gospel, um, gospel messages. However, what is a little different in this gospel, the gospel of Luke, is that we aren't told that anybody says anything. If anything, uh, we are told here in a moment um, that Simon, who had invited Jesus, who was hosting this dinner party, uh, he had some thoughts. About the woman, but first, um, not only was it awkward that this woman like walks in and nobody had invited her, but it was also incredibly uncommon for women to let down their hair and allow other people to see it, uh, any strangers to see it. So this would have been shocking. Not to mention, women would have never found themselves touching another man's foot or feet. So this would have been a shock. Furthermore, um, she pulls out this jar of alabaster. And if you know anything about this, um, this was incredibly expensive. Kings would use this. This was found in the grave of King Tutankhamen. So this would have been a product that um, cost a ton of money. So why or how she could afford this, we don't know. We don't really know a lot about this woman. Maybe she was very wealthy, um, or, or maybe she had stolen it, um, or maybe she had saved up for years and years for this, um, this fine perfume. Again, we don't know. Uh, but again, people would have been in shock. Strange woman coming in, letting down her hair, crying over Jesus, um, tears, falling at his feet and then bringing out this uh, rare and expensive perfume. We don't know what people were thinking, we don't know what they were saying, but we do know that Simon, um, he had some thoughts and uh, this should be um, an opportunity for our ears to peek uh, peek up or or to perk up um, because in first century writing, authors didn't talk about a person's inner thoughts and if they did it was typically because there was a crisis taking place or wickedness uh, was in the other person's character and so here we hear the thoughts of Simon we are told that he had said to himself if this man were a prophet he would know who was touching his feet and what kind of woman she was she is a sinner And again, we don't know a lot about Simon. We don't know if he was friend or foe. We don't know if he invited Jesus to learn from Jesus or to trick Jesus, Um, but we might assume, we might assume that there was some judgment in the tone um, of voice that he was using in his head. Uh, but Jesus, the all-knowing or omniscient uh, man that he was, he interrupts Simon's thoughts, and he interrupts them with this story or this parable. And he tells this story, and he asks Simon, you know, there's, there's two people, um, one who um, owes an enormous amount of debt, and another one um, that owes debt, but it's not as great. And he asks Simon, now, if they were both forgiven, who would appreciate it more? Who would love more? And Simon answered correctly. Of course, the one um, who had the greater debt. In this case, 500 denarii. A denarii would be a day's worth of wages. So 500 days worth of work. Can you imagine owing somebody 500 days? I mean, that's multiple years. And so if Simon answers, well, of course. You know, the one who had the, the larger debt. And Jesus interrupts Simon's thoughts. To prove a point to, to prove the point of the significance of the forgiveness that Jesus would be offering the woman um, who was at his feet we know she was a sinful woman we don't know what her sin was um, but yet you know like hey Simon she gets it she's been forgiven and she is showing her love and adoration and appreciation for the forgiveness. And he kind of calls Simon out, hey, what'd you do for me? You, you hardly offered me water for my feet, which would have been a simple act of hospitality during that time. And yet here she is kissing my feet and washing them with her tears. So many lessons that we can unpack. Now here's the thing. I want to, I just want to pick apart just, just a little for us today. Um, first of all, who are we to even think about, to even think about the hearts of another person who enters our rooms, our worship spaces, our homes, or wherever we find ourselves? Who are we to question or to judge or to condemn another person? And we don't even have to say it with our words. Like Jesus knows our thoughts before we even speak them. Clearly he did with Simon and he does with us today. And this is hard. How many times do we make judgments about another person and we don't even know their story? Maybe we've heard about their story. The people here, they knew about this sinful woman. I know today gossip still continues. People walk in and out of our life and we think we know them. But do we really and, and furthermore, Jesus doesn't, doesn't turn away from her. He doesn't walk away. He doesn't push her away. He doesn't even stop her. He stays in her presence. She's right there, and he doesn't walk away. He doesn't move, which says something to us that we can't turn our heads. We can't walk away. We can't ignore somebody. Jesus sees a value in this person, no matter what her sin. He stayed. Now, no matter what their sin, his sin, her sin, he stayed, he sees value in that person. Do we see value in the men and the women and the children who come across our path each and every day? Brothers and sisters, as I said, we don't know the sin of this woman. Uh, There's a lot of um, lessons that have gone around for centuries, uh, you know, theories that she was a prostitute but we don't know that for certain. Sure, she could have been, Um, but I also discovered that illegitimate children, uh, they were seen as sinful. Maybe she was an illegitimate child um, and then she carried that with her the rest of her life. I don't know. I mean, a sinner, what's a sinner? It could have been any kind of sin, anything that was opposite of God and God's will and God's ways and God's desires. Maybe she stole something. Maybe that's where the perfume came from. Or maybe she was the town gossip, town gossip. Gosh, we need to check ourselves because sometimes I think we can find ourselves talking about others. Did she lie? Did she envy? Maybe she wanted what other people had. Maybe she was stingy. Maybe she did have a lot of money. Maybe she had a lot of land. Maybe she had a lot to give and yet she refused to give anything, to share anything with anyone. Or maybe she was proud or rude. And then whenever we think about this woman in this regard in these types of sins, then mm, we start to find ourselves in the story. And then we can do the, the tough glance in the mirror and realize that this could be any one of us, that this could be a story about us. And Jesus didn't turn her away. And he doesn't turn us away we shouldn't turn others away kind of makes you think and then look at her actions she had learned that Jesus was here and let me just point out and I underlined this word in my Bible she had learned somebody even been talking about Jesus people were sharing about his miracles they were sharing about his teaching they were sharing about um, you know his his lessons or hope maybe that he was the Messiah. I mean, they had heard that he was a prophet. Last week in my sermon, I talked about Shania Twain's song, let's give him something to talk about. Well, somebody was talking about Jesus and she had learned about him and she showed up at this party uninvited where Jesus was. That says something about the church. Any of us who knows Jesus, we should be talking about him. We should encourage people to, to go and find out more to learn from him, to, to find themselves in his presence. Are we talking about our faith? Are we excited about our faith? And are we so excited about our faith that we would do exactly what this woman did in that if she found herself at the feet of Jesus, taking the risk to enter in a room, at best she would be embarrassed, at worst she would have been kicked out. But she wanted to see Jesus and she didn't care what other people thought. Instead, she went directly to him. She didn't care about the glances and she didn't care about the thoughts that were running through Simon's head. She wanted to place herself at Jesus' feet and she got it and she knew and she understood the love and the compassion and the forgiveness that this man had. Didn't matter what her sins were in the past, they were washed away they would be washed away when he gave his life for all. She threw herself and she wept and she poured this incredibly expensive perfume on Jesus' feet. When's the last time that we've worshiped in that way? You know, and when's the last time we we worshiped in this way and it has nothing to do with the space in which we worship, how ornate the building is? how clean the building is, where the location of the building is. When's the last time we worshiped in this way and there was no music? There's no music. Her worship was her heart. Our worship should be our heart giving of our whole selves, realizing that we are nothing without Jesus Christ, that we are nothing without the blood of Jesus Christ to wash away our sins, whatever those sins are or were. And she threw herself at Jesus' feet, and we were to throw ourselves at Jesus' feet and just give him praise and thanksgiving and do it without a darn care about what anyone would say or do because it's not about anyone else but it's about our relationship with Jesus that's what she did because she heard and she had learned and so so many lessons that we might just throw off all the things that hinder us and just simply be at Christ's feet and then go and tell others so that they might learn and they might know. Brothers and sisters, I pray that this message spoke to you, and I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Until we do this again, may the Lord be with you. Amen.